0: Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. What is popping? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. You guys know how I roll. Ah, give you a minute to come into the room. Right away, you're probably noticing that I am not Leslie Douglas. She is having some internet issues and some power issues, so I've stepped in to swing this one out and make the magic with these two gentlemen that are in the room with me today. As you're coming into the room, I'm going to launch this question identify yourself. What, what are you? You might be an SDR, an AE. We're talking about prospecting here on LinkedIn. So I think I know, think I know who's going to be in the room, but we'll let this ride for just a second while we kick things off. Change your chat settings down at the bottom right-hand corner of your screen to everyone and tell us where you are tuning in from in the chat. That's always something I like to see when we kick this off. Uh, I'm a very well-traveled human. I spend a lot of time traveling. Shout out to Cancun. I'll see you next year. Boulder, Colorado in the house, Bulgaria, international represent, like our international crowd is bananas. Yeah, I love how they rep. All right, let's kick things off right here. I think we got a lot of people coming into the room. We're going to talk about mastering the cold prospecting process on LinkedIn. What do you do with it? How do you do it? What are the tactics that work? And what's the things that we can leave behind? We're going to talk about a lot of this stuff today. Cam Harati, chief, I feel like a Cam Karati Harati, like I want to be like, wow, oh, this guy right here is the chief strategy officer over at Cleverly. And my man, Andy Muborn. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Oh, nice. We got the on mute. On I mean, mute. Oh, and I got balloons coming up. Look <laughs> at that.
1: Look at that. I, that wasn't even planned. That uh, unplanned balloonage you guys got right there. <laughs> that, that was some Andy magic that well, I don't know where it came from. So yes, lo- love it.
0: Amazing. Scan this QR code, y'all. Check us out online. better.xyz See what we're doing, why we do it every single day right here for you. Uh, And then explore our YouTube channel. A lot of clips and highlights. You're going to get some value from that. Want to give a big shout out to our partners, the folks that we work with that help us make the show possible for you, the frontline reps that get the most out of it. Exactly. And magical. Magical is something new. I'm very excited to see this. Automate selling your way. Your way. Pragmatism is the religion of sales. I've said this for years. What works is the stuff that we have to do. And magical is a way that you can find what works and then streamline the process to make it the best possible. So... Go check it out. I'm putting the link in the chat. Magically has been amazing to work with. Okay, check this out right here. Look who's in the room. No surprises, a lot of SDRs, but shout out to the senior leadership in the room. Look at that, 26%. That's pretty. That's sick. I think we're getting really good at the leadership stuff. We are attracting the leaders, yo. <laughs> All right, here's what you're going to get today from Andy and Cam. We're going to talk about selling LinkedIn and what it looks like in the modern age. I feel like it's changed quite a bit just in recent years. And then right here, we're going to talk about lead tactics that you can use and the timeless skills, the stuff that constantly works. Uh, let's first, before we get into this slide right here, that's a lot right there. Don't worry. I'll bring it back up. Uh, I want to talk about the trends that we're seeing. So Andy, what trends are you seeing right now in 2024 and why are they working in your mind?
1: Oh man, the trends, uh, we're only like three weeks in, James. So, So we'll, we'll get over, no, in general, what we'll talk about is like, um, couple things that that are going on right now i think uh you know your personal brand slash soul soul presence is like becoming more important than ever now why is that i mean it's always been important but like you know i i personally think it's arbitrage at this point right like getting content online why and in every period of time you know 2014 was like Facebook ads arbitrage before, like the, you know, the Apple restriction. Before that, it was right after that was if you got outreach before all of your friends and other companies, you were sending more emails, right? And it wasn't as saturated. So you were getting ahead and that was arbitrage. Um, so right now, I think the arbitrage is, is getting your team to do content online. And I know like everyone's harping on that, but it's, it's so true, y'all. Like it's, um, it's simple, but obviously not easy to do. So that, that's a big trend. And, not only are you, you're not posting content really for like the likes and the comments and the dopamine hits. That stuff is awesome, but why you're posting content online is for one sole reason: because it's complimenting your cold emails. Now, wh- how is it complimenting your cold emails? A lot of the gurus are going to tell you, "Hey, your cold emails use this as a subject line, use this as a, as a as a message in the body." And yes, that stuff's important, y'all. But you know what the most important piece of cold email is, y'all? Can anyone take a guess? It's the reply. Now, well, well yeah, I, yeah. All it's going to be the reply, the reply. Of course you want the reply before the reply. What's the most important thing about an email? Open it, man. Open but uh, <laughs> open but put it in the chat. The offer? Nope. Nope, not even yet, Nedco. Nope. Cam, what's your oh, what, Kim, what, what? else we got see? Relevant subject? Nope. Nope. Not yet, y'all. You the person? Yes, Justin. Get are uh, we giving away a gift card or anything in this? In this? Oh no, but we should. Justin, hit me up and uh, talk Just, Justin's getting the gift card. You the person? Yes, because <laughs> Justin Anzalone from. Let's see, where are you from, Justin? Did you put it in here? Well, J- Justin wins. All right, uh, <laughs> and that's because the most important part is you the person. The name. Guess what. If James Buckley emails me after this, I'm probably going to open that email. Why? Yeah. Because I was just on a call with him. Same thing goes for the content online, right? If you're seeing me show up on the feed on LinkedIn yeah, every single morning for a year and I email you with my name, what are the chances you're going to open that?
0: So I got to support this because I do a lot of cold calling and sometimes I'll call somebody and yeah. they'll be like, oh man, how are you? Like they're excited to hear from me yeah. because I create the content, right? So I have to be supportive. Yeah. Cam, Cam, the trend that you are seeing since we kicked off in 2024 that is most impressive for, for Andy, it's getting your reps to create content. What's this, this the LinkedIn selling trend that you're seeing that's been affected?
2: Yeah, I think, I think the trend that's top of mind for me, compliments... Andy's and it's 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 a buzzword um we talked about it but it's it's authenticity it's being genuine and real uh, a lot of that is because of the rise of AI um, you want to you want it to be clear that your your content your emails your messages weren't written by chat GPT
0: I literally will say I'm a human being or I'm a real boy and then I put the picture of Pinocchio it's pretty good it's effective
2: well, there's even videos these days that are made by AI that look like the person's actually talking themselves. It'll say your name, but it's AI. So, um, coming across as, as actually you, the person is a little bit more top of mind. It's like, you know, it's be a little bit more genuine, more, um, you and not a robot. So how is that different than personalization camp? Personalization can be done by a robot. So, um, you have to, it's more of knowing your audience, not knowing what the audience's title is, knowing what their, their pain points are, what their goals are, what they're looking for, how you can help them, what value you bring to them. We're deep in ICP
0: territory. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Man, that's good. Okay. We got a couple of good trends right there. I want to give it I want to give it a minute to, to kind of talk about this. And, you know, the two of you have a lot of really interesting opinions, and I'm excited to talk with both of you because you're not afraid to share those opinions, both of you. Uh, so, Andy, you provided a lot of this information, and I know the audience is probably looking at this going, man, there's a lot to talk about and unpack here. So go ahead and just talk about this for a moment. Break it down for us. Where did you find this information and what does it mean for the folks in the room today? So, uh, what you're looking at the chart on the right, y'all,
1: It's, it's my amazing artist skills, first of all. Um, you know, um, <laughs> yes. If you guys want my course on how to create uh, drawings, let me know. I'm joking, but um, this is how I portray things that are important to me. Right? It's like simple little graphics, and and what's being shown here is something that I think is becoming more relevant and important than ever. Which is especially in today's kind of world where it's instant gratification. We want people to buy now. We Uber. I only want to talk to people right? that buy, buy now. Hey, click the button and buy now, right? Whereas, um, you know, a lot of sales processes are geared towards the people that are in this three percent or three percent out. And who are those people? Well, if we look at the large market formula, and this is what this is called, it's really the large market formula. So I didn't come up with this concept. It's something well known. Uh Only 3% at any one time of your target market in general are ready to buy now.
0: Yeah. Right? I think Lincoln brought this up on a recent show that we did. A very small percentage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think he stole it from? Come on. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Love you well. Love you well. Uh, So, yes, the the 3%, right, is the people that are ready to buy now. Now, what does that mean? That means that the other 97% of people in your target market are not ready to buy now. Yeah. 17% Seventeen percent are are gathering info. Twenty percent are problem aware, and sixty percent don't even know that. Hey, that's a problem that they should be solving at this point, right? <laughs> but if you look at people's sales processes, they're all built for the three percent. And what are, what is ninety seven percent of their their process not built for? The nurturing process, right? Right. So the we need to rebrand sales to nurturing. Because guess what? Ninety seven percent of the time, it's nurturing you're actually doing. All right. I want. We should do an exercise. Is it? Do people have gong here or gong or what? What do people use these days? Chorus gong. One-
0: you know, it's a good question. Put put whatever you're using to record your conversations in the yeah. chat, uh, and let's wrong, come back to that because book, yeah. I want to. I want to talk about what you just said. I want to give Cam a chance to respond. There's a lot of information on there, and you threw a lot of really great nuggets out there, Cam. I know you have your opinions. Talk to me about your thoughts yeah. on what, what Andy just presented.
2: Well, this is um, like a core belief. This is a thing that we we follow at Cleverly. If if you if anyone's a Cleverly client in here or has been, you've seen this because it's literally in every single onboarding call we've ever had. We explain this to clients, and we call it we call it the buyer's triangle, um, and it's really important. Yeah, because everyone only focuses on that top three percent, but to have a really robust LinkedIn lead gen strategy, you want to get clients off lead gen, you have lead or off LinkedIn, you have to address. The whole triangle, you have to, and not all at once. It's a continuous process. And the word Andy uses is perfect. It's about nurturing. At 60%, the 20%, even the 17, you got to nurture them. You're not going to get them right away. It's not always the right time, but you can definitely capture them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good, good response there. Andy, talk to me about these recording conversations that we're seeing come through the chat. I just I, I ask people because I want you
1: to bring up, go, go to your gong. I don't know if other ones have this. I know Gong has this. And go to your clothes, lost ops, and gong that you have, and let's see how many touches people have on their clothes, lost ops, right? And that's going to blow y'all's mind. And here's what's going to blow y'all's mind, because now we're looking at, are you actually doing the nurturing that we need to be doing, right? And so this is my call to action, to everyone, today is like, we get all mixed up, like, oh, they don't want to buy, you know, I used to cry and be like, oh, you know, I feel bad for my, guess what? Like 97% of people aren't, aren't ready to do it. So Who's going to win this game over the next couple of years? The the top companies, right? Like companies that I've started. This this is literally how we grow. This is how we, we we know that we're gearing ourselves up for the 97% not ready to buy now. And what we do is we're just more in front of the people that aren't ready to buy now than our competitors. That's it. So let me give you an example. Uh, I was looking at a couple vendors to buy something for distribute, right? You know, the company we started and I was looking at a couple of vendors. I won't say w- which vendor. Cause I know <laughs> someone will like be like, I'll be in about now. Um, but we we're looking at a couple vendors and I said, you know what? Uh, after about two months of looking at the vendors, I said, we're probably not ready for this. Now. I think it's a little too early. We're not going to pull the trigger. We're going to save a little bit of money, but we're going to come back to this eventually. Again, I'm, I'm part of that 97% bucket, right? And this is like a 10K. Not buying right now. Yeah, 10K ACV products, so about 10K per year. So I go, you know what? We're, we're probably a little too early for this. Like, let's let's not do it. Well, guess what? I was dealing with two vendors, two of the top choices. And ever since I I emailed them, I said, hey, hey y'all, you know, not the right time. Just want to be very direct with you as, you know, someone who was in, who was in sales. I don't want to waste your time, not yet. But let's check back in in a few months. One of the reps hips me up every two weeks with let's call it a piece of value or something interesting. When the time comes when I'm ready to buy, who do you think is going to have more mind share, and I'm who I'm going to have a bias towards? Yeah, you're going to get to that rep that hits you, Definitely. right? Yes. Because that rep understands the game, like you go from sales to nurture, and then to like right to the yeah list. He, he, no. well, actually, she knows. She knows that it's a nurturing game. She's like, that's fine. I can tell, and this is where you start to to realize that, like, th- this is where great salespeople also understand, like, this person's not ready yet, but they're going to be. I can just, right, by the problems that the company's experienced, where where the company's at, what stage they're at, they understand, they have the business acumen, right? And they say, yeah. they will buy, so guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay in front of them every couple of weeks, and I'm going to buy from, from her, just, that's what's going to happen, yeah. because... She, she made me feel like I wanted the business one and two, I'm like, okay, she understands the game, right? And these products, most software products, let's be honest. Y'all like, um, yeah, Kathleen, of course it was, it was a, she, yeah, it was. And she's freaking awesome. Uh, my wife's also a sales leader. Um, so shout out. We need more women in sales. Uh, Amen. <laughs> they're, they're amazing. Uh, my, my wife actually taught me everything I know about sales, to be honest. Uh, I wasn't in sales until I met her. Um, so let's. Go back to that, which is she understands the game. And the most SaaS products today, let's be honest, y'all, they're they're pretty much feature feature, right? Like they're 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 equal feature wise. Like some have some bells and whistles over here. That's like one cool thing, one little differentiator. But let's be honest, the software market is becoming more and more commoditized. Okay. Um, and this is something also to understand on uh, why content's important, why brand's important, all that stuff, right? But that goes back to it's the little things with the salesperson that's going to make the difference, understanding that it's nurturing. All right? So that, I'll stop there, James, and just yeah. to give people an example of like why it's so freaking important. And most
0: oh, people- fine. I, You know, I, I think we agree on that fact, but I want to move to a couple of trends that are specific here. And one of them is kind of becoming- I mean, real, yeah. real quick, I just wanted to say one thing Andy said that-
2: uh, Go for it. That, that she did is she gave him valuable relevant content when she followed up she wasn't just hounding him asking for a call every two can i get 15 can i get 30 that's that's part of knowing the game too sending the right the right follow-ups and the right nurturing so sorry go ahead
0: no not at all i I, you know i think that there's a lot to be said for keeping people in the loop once they say not right now not right now and never talk to me again and no don't all mean the same thing i've been saying this for some time now uh and there are systems in place that help us stay top of mind and help us become that forethought, uh, that, that first person on the, on the front of their mind when they're ready. Uh, but I wanna talk about video for a minute because it's being used in a lot of different ways currently in the LinkedIn prospecting world. So Cam, your experiences with video have been what when it comes to successful prospecting methods, how you're leveraging it, how salespeople are getting revenue from it. I think this is becoming very interesting uh, because it's taken a lot of unexpected turns. Go back five years. What, what what would you tell somebody about video on LinkedIn for prospecting?
2: Yeah, video, um, well, five years ago, people were, weren't really doing it. Um, today, it's done and it works well. If I get a, again, it is possible to AI video. Um, I'm aware of it, I've seen it, I've been pitched it, so I know what to look for. Um, so I can tell when something's actually a real video to me and, and it's not. Um, if it's a real genuine video, It gets my attention. It gets, captures my eyeballs. I, I, I like the word eyeballs. This, this game is really ultimately all about eyeballs, capturing them and the right ones. Um, and video gets my eyeballs. Um, I'll actually watch a video probably start to finish if, um, I know that it was really made genuinely for me. So, um, people are starting to catch on to that and take advantage of it. Obviously you can't really do it at scale unless you use one of those AI tools but for your top targets for the ones that you're uh, willing to put more effort in, it's the way to go.
0: It's a good answer. Uh, what about you, Andy? I want to talk a couple different avenues here. The first one is the video avenue, but specifically in this point you made here in number three, going from the how-to world to the how-I world, uh, this was a good shift. I When I was going back and listening to what you guys were talking about prepping for this, uh, I heard you mention that. I love that point. Uh, so specifically when it comes to, video use, how do, what, what does this mean, this, the the big macro of how to to how I Yeah,
1: and and this is you're gonna see, this, this comes back to the realism that like Cam brought up earlier right, which is um, the realism being we used to live, you know, a lot of content used to be like how to book a hundred meetings in you know, three days or whatever, and you're like okay, like people used to be like, oh this is interesting, right, and then now like people are realizing that like they don't want to know that. They'd rather, uh, they'd rather know like how you booked one meeting today, right? (laughs) Like you got one meeting because guess what? That's more real. That's like more relatable. Yeah. Uh, for most. Today I used this opener and I got this many meetings. That's what. Yeah, exactly. And it's, is that's, that's what I talk about the how to book 300 meetings versus the, how I did this today, because it comes down to credibility, right? And like, it's it's people want more credibility in the world right now because of ai they want to understand that you are a credible source it's not just letting ai do all the writing for you you've actually like for lack of a better term put in the reps put in the work and to basically achieve a specific outcome not just put something in chat gp gpt and write about something you've never done before Mm. so that is why this how i world is really like um is really blowing up right and i think like I always try and, you know, with my own content, like how I did this today. And it might not even be the coolest thing in the world, but it's because it's, it, it can be achievable for anyone. It actually does better because people can say, Hey, I can actually go and try that like right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, so for content, I will say some of my best content, some of my, uh, some good, you know, LinkedIn, uh, guru friends that I have content, their best posts are always how I did blank. Right. Like how I did blank. So guess what y'all do you think you like, in order to get this content and and nurture people, again, the base of all this nurturing too is content, right? Like that's why you use content, not for life. It's to be top of mind for people, okay? That's the other kind of transformation and mindship that I want you to have. Um, but going back to that, you know, if you do something for the day and you book a meeting and you, and you, you think it was like a pretty awesome or creative way or something people haven't even heard before on, on how you did something, all you have to do is how I did this today, right? And everyone here has credibility because everyone has a personal experience, and be- that personal experience is credibility. Yeah. And you don't need to be a New York Times best-selling author. You don't need to be a LinkedIn top voice. Side note: I got a question yesterday for like an article to become a top voice, which is like, how would you use headphones? And I'm like, put them on your head. Like I like I don't know. I was gonna get like top headphone voice or something like that, but it was kind of crazy. So, anyways, that's a side note. Um, So you don't need that, y'all, like in order to put out this stuff, right? You don't need the top voice. You don't need that. It, your own credibility comes from your own personal experience. So
0: I also I also think the tactics that you put into place for lead engagement, and I use that instead of lead generation, right? Because lead generation is the content creation. It's the magnet, but lead engagement is the part, the step that the salesperson can take. Cam, you had a really good thing to say about hosts, Complementing direct messaging. Uh, this is something that I get a lot of people that come to me in a direct message about something I created, get my attention immediately. I will ignore other shit and give these people my attention immediately because they took the time. So talk to me about using posts, whether it's yours or other people's or just relevant posts in your direct messaging to be able to impact the buyer, the prospect that you want to make an impact.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, mentioning someone's post in your message is a a great way to not guarantee, but uh, almost guarantee a response from them shows that you are a follower of theirs and you engage with their content, whoever's posting content loves that and will likely respond unless their inbox is just flooded with thousands of messages, they just can't get to it. Um, But posting also complements direct messaging for yourself as a prospector, um, you know, our clients, we're in the business of direct messaging on LinkedIn. We, we automate direct messaging and, um, we encourage our clients to post on LinkedIn regularly, um, just again, for the eyeball game, Um, a lot of your prospects will scroll their feed. A lot of them won't. A lot of them will look at their LinkedIn inbox. A lot of them won't. So if you want to really use LinkedIn to its full capabilities, Go use all of it, you know, use the inbox, use the, the, um, feed post message, and you can get people's attention in different ways.
0: When you think about getting people's attention, is it happening across the board? Meaning like, is it still the holy trinity of email call and social? And that's the, the combo that eventually chips away at this person's natural resistance to connect with a stranger. (laughs)
2: Well, you call was a little more um, controversial and a little bit ifier now. I don't know if it's part of the holy trinity anymore. Um, but yeah, multi multi platform still is. I mean, I, I think LinkedIn and email combined is a winning formula. Uh, Actually, yeah. if you do like I said, messaging and content on LinkedIn, mix in some ads too, and you got it all covered.
0: Well, this is a part of social selling that I'm going to touch, and it's a hot button, and I think I've, I'm guilty. I've been poo-pooing on this for many, many years, uh, and I want to start with Andy here. Andy, first your feelings, and then your effective experience, like how you've experienced in-mail over the last couple of years. Tell me about in-mail. I'll share my experience at the end, because I found a good use case, finally. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Um, Firstly, put a one in the chat if you're sending in mails. Put a two in the chat if you are anti-inmail. You never even look at it. Go ahead, Andy.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, oh, this. I, I'm watching the the chat. This is. I know. It's crazy. This is interesting. Okay. I need
0: more ones than I would have thought, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So look, um, I'm going to be honest, y'all. I don't send inmail. Uh, like I've I've screwed around with like the you know the automated like send a send a DM like automated. Uh, just to be honest. Um, like when it comes to social selling, um, it's one of those things that like you really, really, really like just, it's so hard to automate it because you, you really need, it takes time, right? It's like slow is smooth, smooth is fast. It's like, y- like you really like, here's the way I do it. And we built this in the Taplio, which was my last company, um, right. Which is the, the LinkedIn scheduling tool. Um, now we do distribute obviously for lead magnets and, and personalized pages. But, um, on that, like we have a CRM that we built in Taplio That's like, uh, who's engaging with your posts and it keeps track of all that so that you can contact them one by one. Right. And like, so my strategy is really, and it's not automated and we want to automate everything, but it's just hard to automate like relationships, (laughs) you know, like you can't automate relationships. So you're not. The way I do it is instead of thinking I have to automate it and get a hundred people from social selling, I do, again, I use LinkedIn as a way to people understand who I am. And then I use cold email to book the meetings. And I'll give you like how this is work. And this is gonna sound crazy in like, I have booked like over 200 meetings in the past two months, fully automated cold email with two, two steps in my email sequence. And over 50% of the people say, respond, say, Hey, I know you from LinkedIn. So yeah. Happy to chat. Right. So, and again, this isn't to toot my horn. This is just to tell you like it works. <laughs> right. So this is a strategy working. that you can see being successful consistently. It, and that's it's it. arbitrage. It's literally arbitrage. I'm a one man. I mean, we have eight people on my team, mostly engineering, product design. Right. And then I'm like the one man go to market show right now. And it's insane. Like I can't even like it, it it's, it's arbitrage. Right. And So it goes back to this, like you're not selling anything, really. That's why I hate. I kind of hate the term social selling. It's like multiple, more like social engagement. Yeah. Um. But what you're doing is you're just like warming people up to who you are, right? That way, when you do email them, they they know who you are, and then you can go for the ask, right? Yeah. Whatever that, whatever your offer is per se. So warm up. that's That's the way I do it. Yeah. And like then I will also. So so that's like the one key thing. The the other key thing I'll do is like. I will notice every day who kind of shows up on my post every day and who's kind of engaged every day. Right. And I also have this in Taplio, but, um, and that, if that person is engaged every day or liking every day, you know, you'll be able to tell, even if you get a hundred plus likes a day or whatever, you're like, Oh, this person comments every day. I will DM them myself and say, Hey, how's it going? Just want to say thank you uh, for showing up. Like I, I see go you a long way. Yeah. Like I see you and I appreciate you.
0: Right. Like, that is that is it like i just say that i'm a thank like, a guy i thank everybody yeah thanks for the comment thanks for the love i send this kind. yeah of- and like that's
1: just, and then and then we start chatting and then look i don't i don't sell them anything i just like they see me keep popping up and now when you actually dm people your your content whatever the algorithm does it, it like feeds them your content more if you engage back and forth with people right i'm so gonna like appreciate
0: that yeah Again, I, have to let, I have to. I have to let Cam counter. He wants to throw the left. So Cam, oh Cam, um, Cam hit, hit us with it, Cam. Cam, to throw the left, bro.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I like Andy. I won't throw any lefts, but um, yeah. Like we're 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 in the business of automation. We do send. Yeah, <laughs> we do, we have you know we have a thousand active clients. We've helped over five thousand in the time we've done this, and we get people lots and lots of results by doing so. So. Uh, you may not like it, but it works. Uh, I see it work every single day. Gets people. Okay. This it works better if you combine it with a content strategy, and if you you know build yourself, build your brand. What I see with a lot of our clients, though, is that not everyone has the time to turn themselves into like a thought leader. So that's why. I encourage everyone to do at least some posting more so for the eyeballs than becoming a thought leader. Doing so, of course, is great. It's a strategy that works, but I'm saying people don't always have the time or the money to do it because a lot of people that do it, you know, behind the scenes, it's not actually them writing their posts. Um, They're paying somebody to do it, which goes back to the authenticity and the genuine thing. So that's a little bit of a counter to that. Um, But in-mails, back to your original question on yeah specifically is um i still like in mails because i actually think they're a little bit more genuine even because you're just telling them i'm gonna pitch you it's like i'm I'm not gonna go in and social sell and ask questions and build a relationship it's like these are my in-mail credits and i'm gonna use them on you i've chosen you to try to sell you something i don't have in-mail credits everyone knows how it works but um, I've targeted you. This is my offer to you, you know, take it or leave it. Um, most people leave it doesn't have super great, um, response rates, but people close business off of it.
0: So Cam, I, I want to tell you that what, what I've been doing is just straight gives. I have no ask in my in-mails. My in-mails say, and they start with no ask just to give. And I can't tell you how many people, and it's just an invite or something of value, I thought this would be appreciated by you given your position, that sort of thing, right? And some of these are automated, but well, you know how many thank yous I've been getting back and you know, you come back to them and you're like, no doubt, dude, I got tons more stuff. Like we should talk sometime. This casual approach has been working for me and it's all starting with a very selfless give. Type the word giver in the chat if you consider yourself a giver because you could be using mail much more effectively. That's what I've been doing with InMail. Giving free relevant
2: relevant value is is huge on LinkedIn. That's a great strategy you have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's been working pretty well. Uh, All right. So right here, you've got this and you pulled this from your course now, didn't you?
2: Yeah. This is part of our our course. Yeah. Sorry. We're
0: going to drop that course in the chat. It's available to everybody right now. Check out the details on this course, but break some of this down. We could talk for an hour just on some of this stuff, you two. So, let's talk about the stuff that you want to talk about the most, cam, and obviously, Andy, your opinions on on what we got here, just the back and forth alone will probably be very beneficial for everybody
2: yeah, i mean this is this is kind of what I was what I was just talking about the posting and the content complements each other. Um, you know, if you're doing anything on LinkedIn, the first step is to have a good profile. turn your profile into the landing page. That's where people go. When they wanna learn more about you, about your company, when either you're posting or messaging, they're gonna click your name and look at your profile. So could talk about these for a long time, but there's a lot of step-by-steps on how to improve your profile and turn it into a landing page. That's nice. The details about that. Um, and then again, what we do, our bread and butter is, is uh, automating the lead gen, automating the outreach, uh, making it as personalized as possible in an automated way it's yeah. very similar to cold email, you know, just on LinkedIn. Um, and we have great, um, targeting mechanisms on LinkedIn, just like you have with cold email on Apollo and places like that sales nav you can target pretty, pretty tightly yep. and, um, personalize the messaging in uh, social selling type of way to start conversations, not personalizing pitches, but starting conversations with people and, uh, in empowering, educating, our clients on how to take the conversation from there um, and pitch when the time is right or bring it up when the time is right, address their pain points when the time is right. But we just start the conversation for them, start yeah. conversations. On top of that, simultaneously post on LinkedIn, again, to capture the eyeballs of the people that aren't in their inbox or have been spurned by in mails and just ignore everything. Um, you can capture attention another way, engage with them reply back to their comments, comment on their posts, et cetera, et cetera. And then really to have a full full plan, other channels as well, you know, follow up on email, do some cold email as well, scale your outreach, um, have your team do the same thing. I'm, I'm going to stop because I could talk a lot about all of this.
0: No, I, listen, I totally understand. I am a omnipresent person in my prospects' lives. It's very difficult to ignore me. When you turn something on, you're probably going to see something that I did on your profiles, on your page. Uh, and that's kind of why I can get a lot of engagement from the folks that I'm reaching out to. Andy, when you look at this image right here, don't worry, you guys will all get this image in the follow-up from this show. One uh, of the things that stand out most to you that you feel would be beneficial for folks to see and pay attention to from a tactical perspective when it comes to lead engagement lead generation demand on linkedin
1: yeah i mean i think the most important thing is is um treating your profile as a landing page right like that's um we can go to like some some really important aspects of that but And not only treating that as a, as a landing page, but understanding how to get traffic to it. So in order for it to convert, right, you want to get people to it and then getting people to convert to what is the question that you want to kind of understand. Right. And, uh, if people are looking at your landing page, you want them to go, Ooh, I want this thing. So what's your thing. Right. And I always say like in your, in your featured section, um, you need to create a lead magnet right? Like marketing simplified is essentially content or creating content or whatever it may be to a lead magnet, lead magnet to nurture emails, right? Um, and I have a thing called the 10 to one, which is like for every 10 emails, right? Uh, one sale- for every 10 nurture emails, write One sales email, 10 emails, y'all. So I'll give you an example on average, um, in order to basically Get someone to enroll to Brand Thirty, which is like a LinkedIn, you know, course. I have. Um, it takes me nineteen emails to a person on average for someone to buy. Nineteen emails—that's right? a lot of emails. That's a lot of emails, and that's over months. Nineteen emails is months. That's right? Nineteen so, emails—is
0: that including the LinkedIn touches in between those emails? Probably nope, not. Right?
1: Nope, not even. Not even, it's not even, do you
0: engage engage on LinkedIn throughout that process?
1: Uh, not with the specific person, but they see my content. Right. And so like you can see 19 emails, right. On average, it takes someone before they buy. So, and, and all those emails, by the way, are all not selling anything. There, there's a PS line. Hey, this brand 30 cohorts coming up in a couple of weeks. Right. Um, so you consider that sales or not, but I'm not saying, Hey, buy my thing now. Like the, the message is about how to do X, Y, Z or how I did X, Y, Z. Right. So 19 on average, that might be different for different people. Right. But like that is after me showing up every day on LinkedIn, That is after me nurturing. And again, this is a little bit of a different product, right? This is a $300, you know, uh, cohort based community and course. So it's a little bit different than, you know, a, an executive VP buyer, but just to give you all an idea. It could be even harder, <laughs> right, for that. Because think about it, like, this is, you're having to sell a whole team in like uh, or, uh, of people, right? You're not just selling one person when you're selling an organization unless you're doing more transactional sales. But like, that gives you an idea of what we need to be doing, right? So it's it's content, getting people, using content to get people to a lead magnet. And the best way to do that today is like LinkedIn, right? So create a lead magnet. Um, hence build distribute as well. So I just, I do everything to get people leads, right? Build, build the whole stack is what we've basically done. So get people to there with a lead mag distribute, get their email and then put people into a nurture sequence, right? Like that's marketing made simple. Right? And I think a lot today we kind of over, we, this is a whole nother conversation. but
0: Yeah, it is. We could more. probably do a whole nother show.
1: Yeah, we got to do a whole nother show on how it's <laughs> overcomplicated and stuff. But that that's really what it is. Like I scaled Taplio to a million in ARR nine months with, with lead magnets, right? I'm, I'm scaling it. distribute now to thousands of users in a few months with just with lead magnets. And we help make lead magnets, right? So like this is just marketing made simple. Um, And so this is why I urge like every salesperson to like, get good you have to become your uh, your own mini marketer right and like um that is where the world's headed and you know the the top like sales people per se in the future are not going to be the ones like they get all the accounts in san francisco they get lucky with the account list right like that that game is kind of over like you need to be good at grabbing attention that's what
0: that's what attention, it gets, no, attention is definitely what it's about it's, yeah right it's so hard to capture anyone's attention, Cam, I want to talk about this one on the bottom here with the ninja engagement tips. There's one that stands out to me, and I always feel like a little bit of like an ick when I do this, right? You're like reach out to 3 or 4 peers to comment on every post. Right? I I am not I am not shy about asking for engagement or thoughts from my friends, but I do kind of get this like creepy feeling reaching out and asking for engagement. What does this do for the reach, for the share, for the lead gen side of it?
2: It does a lot, um, It right away, right off the bat, early in the, the post, as in like a few minutes, to, with first hour after you post it, having people comment on it boosts the algorithm, um, especially if they have a lot of followers and connections as well. Yeah. So best way to do it is just kind of have a buddy system have other people you know or work with that also post on linkedin and comment on each other's posts right away um you know it, hit that bell right i always hit the I bell and try to make it a, a a real comment too like actually comment on the post not just like a thumbs up or something like that um i'm not sure i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm pretty sure that that the, the, the Length of the comment or it not being just an emoji also is factored into
0: the algorithm. I think so too. I've always felt that way.
2: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it does, but, but it's important. That's how you, you, you know, guarantee some engagement and the rest will, will come. So again, i all-
0: I think your prospect is more likely to respond to you if your th- comment is thoughtful and then your direct message to them is as thoughtful as that comment. I feel like that's a double whammy right there. Tough to ignore that. Uh, okay. So I want to answer a couple of good questions. That we have in here. First one's from Barbara. Are we going to get this recording? Absolutely, Barbara, you will get this recording. Amanda has a good question right here for you, Andy. Uh, I cut you off before, Amanda. Please forgive me for that. But, Andy, what's the cold email strategy uh, after you've warmed them up on LinkedIn? And I think that's an important question. Forgive me, Amanda.
1: Uh, yeah. Come on, James. Why are you cutting me off, man? Yeah. Sorry. Thought about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> My bad, dude. We got to move forward. You know, I mean, it's all right. <laughs> I got a lot happening here. Uh- <laughs> what is my call email strategy? I call it the one-two punch, Amanda. So my first email is essentially, um, so my latest one is, hey, uh, it goes something along this lines, like, hey, um, I, I was uh, early on the product and engineering team at Outreach, um, building Outreach like uh, phase two, which is personalization of larger assets, like one pagers, lead magnets, right? And then I say, Um, would love to get your, give you, get your feedback, um, on a product, happy to compensate you for your time. The feedback, I will, yeah, basically I'll pay them for their time. Right. And most people are like, no, I know you from LinkedIn, whatever. Right. People want to be compensated for their time, y'all. So, um, that's a strategy that works really well for me. Right. And so, um, that's that there. The second email, I typically do a joke. And this is why I call it the one-two punch because the first email, y'all, if you don't get them in the first email, at least a little warmed up, like this is coming from someone who will build outreach, uh, the first version of it. Right. So like OG sequence kind of creator, um, the first email is so freaking important. Like all the rest of the emails, it has to do with nurturing and timing, but like, if you actually want to get them right now, right now, which as you know, um, 97% of people aren't ready to do that, but it your closest chance to getting them now is I do a joke in the second email and that joke there's a range of them that I have uh, that I use the joke bank it's literally a one liner like 10 word joke that's like or feel free to tell me to like pound sand and I just say that with a smiley face and then that that's, that's it I don't even say hi first name I don't say anything I just say that line and it's like yeah. if that doesn't get them then they're not ready and I move you know. on Right. And then they go it's, to uh, that means
0: they're in the ninety-seven percent, right?
1: Yeah. Like exactly. I understand. Hey, are they ready or not? Do they like humor? I like to work with people that, that the sense of humor are fun. Yeah, that would be nice. That's fun, I like the easy going, you know, like so we'll see. So that, that's that's my strategy. Literally that. And then a mix of a mix of those. So first email is like always, always, always credibility, y'all. Remember, you don't have to be a New York Times bestseller either. It's like, hey. Credibility can be, this is how people, y'all have all seen those LinkedIn posts that are like, I worked with 300 CEOs from Fortune 500 companies and worth 30 gazillion dollars, right? You know why those posts do well? Because credibility is the first line. So insert credibility first line, go for the ad, Go for the offer. Your offer can't be 30 minutes of time. A couple good offers working now are compensating people for their title gift cards. The second thing that you want to do is um in that email not only compensate but you also want to make sure that they understand who you are right like if you want to get a high response rate that goes back to the whole linkedin content so um justin has a question here i don't know if we want to do that james or move on time wise
0: uh so we do have about a minute left and i do want to get as many questions answered as possible somebody did ask me to bring this up but cam uh, t- tell people uh, real quick where they can go to learn more about you. We are going to drop Cam and Andy's LinkedIn in the chat. But tell people what they're going to get out of your course, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up here. Hashtag you're muted.
2: I'm muted. There's my LinkedIn right there. Uh, our course has uh, has basically everything you need to know to. Uh, you know, that, that whole chart that we posted, but in more detail, that's basically Got it, it. Well, those four steps, um, down to the, the nitty gritty of building your profile, sending, making a targeted list, writing good copy, um, the timing of everything, writing your LinkedIn post, how to engage, and then scaling the whole process, um, on and off LinkedIn.
0: Well, man, thank you guys so much for coming in, sharing your wisdom with our audience. We always appreciate you guys spending your time with us and learning. We do this for you. Follow us on social, connect with me personally at SayWhatSales, sellbetter.xyz is the website. And as always, you're going to get a survey after the show. Let us know how we did, how this worked for you. If you got a lot out of this, we want to hear from you. We'll see you next time on another stellar episode of Sell Better. Have a great day, everybody.